everybody, welcome to Our Mom Critiques Wild Bow, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister and I force our mother to read Pale, Wild Bow's longest work. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. And I'm their mom, and I want to go to the BHI, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, we are covering the first half of Arc 4, Leaving a Mark. All right, um, we're going to go over our list of chapter summaries um, in 4.1. Woohoo! Yeah, excited. <laughs> um, in 4.1, Avery visits the judges to update them on their investigation and is informed that the new Carmine judge will be picked by the end of summer. Jude, Avery's finder friend, shows Avery through Zoomtown and they make a deal for information. In 4.1 Extra Materials, we see the Blue Heron Institute information packet and get a glimpse of what the girls will be experiencing later this arc. In 4.2, Verona goes shopping with her mom, has more conflict with her dad, which is not really a shocker there. Uh, <laughs> she and the trio um, end up going to a party and she kisses Jeremy. Then she finds that her bag with all her magical junk that she brought with her is stolen. In 4.3, the girls go to hunt down Melissa, who stole Verona's bag. Melissa is caught after accidentally setting off some diagrams, which is always fun. Um, and then the trio speaks with Nicolette to help ensure Melissa's safety. 4.3 Extra is the BHI packing list to see what the girls are bringing with them. And Snowdrop is one of the and, girls. Well, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her stuff. Okay. Um, in 4.4, Avery packs up, comes out to Sheridan, and then avoids an awkward conversation with her dad before going to the BHI. The girls arrive at school and meet up with Zed. In 4.5, Alexander, the headmaster, gives a beginning of term speech to the students. Zed and Nicolette give the trio a tour around the school. Um, they set up their room and Verona gets a text from her dad. In 4.5 Extra, we get to see what it feels like to be in practitioner school because we get some bedtime reading from presumably Verona, um, and we get excerpts from some of the BHI textbooks. And last but not least, 4.6, Avery and Lucy get ready for classes and meet a fellow classmate, a goblin exterminator. Um, they go to Ray Sunshine's class where it's not really a ray of sunshine for Lucy <laughs> as he badly clashes with her and kicks her out of class. Zed sees her afterwards, speaks to her for a bit and advises her to go on a walk to help clear her head. Um, as she's walking, she senses that someone's talking about her, which leads her to some of the faculty, which is kind of awkward. And she, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so mom, what did you think of these chapters? Okay. I, I really, like these chapters, especially the whole school thing. That is so fun to read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to elaborate. <laughs> okay, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, okay. What do I like? I love the way they draw the diagrams to make their room, the crazy, mm. you know, the picture uh, the on the wall. I love um, 
that they get to go to classes. It's like when you guys have new classes, I'm always like, okay, call me after and tell me everything. What's the professor (laughs) like? You know, how many kids are in there? Was it interesting? Was it boring? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, what, what are you actually, what is, what is that class title actually mean? Because Malia's with law school, I actually kind of don't have a clue what any of that stuff is, you know, so um, it's, it's kind of that. And then obviously, um, there's, I, it's just a really, this is going to be fun. So yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what do you think about the party? Um, did you go to, did you go to any parties like that? And would you be upset if me or Malia had gone to gone to any parties like that. (laughs) Okay, so the party, it sounds, um, you know, it sounds a little bit like a typical party with teenagers and um, except probably a little more daring. I I never actually went to a party where you had to switch outfits, you know, in 30 seconds or something (laughs) that was creative. Um, I just it brought me you know, it it makes my stomach hurt to even think about it very hard because um, it brought me back. I, I can actually remember two parties. Um, it one's in seventh grade that was, and one was in eighth grade. And I changed a lot between seventh grade and eighth grade. But the whole time, I, I, I was um, painfully innocent. I was so innocent. I mean, um, and I, you know, I didn't want to, that was what I was comfortable with. And I was a good girl. And I wasn't sure, you know, at the seventh grade party. Oh gosh, I'm not going to tell you everything because no, it's too no. no. <laughs> I can't. I don't think. No, I can't. But it okay. was basically why, why not? It's seventh grade. Still, no, it doesn't matter. It was still. It's still like a painful memory. I'll tell you a little bit, but I'm not telling you the whole thing because people will okay. not believe how innocent I was. But um, basically, <laughs> um, I had a crush on Jake for probably a couple of years and he liked me and it would have been, it would have been like really fun. Cause I was at a, my first boy girl party and it was like in the basement and the parents were upstairs and um, don't do that. Malia, she, Malia's making big, making her eyes really big. Just stop. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, Oh, I can't tell you everything. But anyway, I, I so the thing was, they had some of the um, popular kids that were at this party. And I was not, you know, I was just a regular whatever. And, and, um, but they were a little further along with me, further along than me. I mean, they had done some kissing and some other stuff. And they knew what fringe kissing was. And I was like, No, you know, (laughs) so, um, so that kind of stuff after a while started, and I just wanted to dance. And I thought, Oh, I wonder if Jake will kiss me, you know, and if I should, kiss him more than once. No, I better not, better not, better not, you know? So that's where I was. And he kissed me. And then he wanted to, am I really saying this? I'm not, I'm still not telling you the whole thing, but he, but he wanted to, oh God, he wanted to, why am I even telling this? It was just, it's so uncomfortable, but he wanted to kiss uh, more than once. And I thought, no, I, I, you know, no, I don't think that's a good thing, you know? And so then at the, after like an hour of the party, he, he kind I think he kind of ditched me and went on with, went off with one of the popular girls and I was heartbroken, heartbroken. And I thought, God, you know, I, I don't know. 
it, that was my first party experience. Oh, I'm and sorry, I, mom. Yeah, I was real. It was really hard. I mean, I, I still feel bad. And I'm like, come on, Jake, you know, <laughs> So um, it's hard to know how to do stuff when you're that age and it's the first time that you're that you kiss somebody or the first time that you're in a party like this where other people are doing stuff, which where it's like, why, why are we, you know, in front of people? And no, I'm not even talking about doing stuff. I'm talking about just kissing, you know. So it, it was all um, I, I just hate that age. There's got to be some way to skip buy it, but there's not. And then the second party, was it? Oh my God. Okay. So eighth grade, and I was a little more um, comfortable with stuff like that, maybe, but still so awkward. I mean, I was so awkward. And this is kind of funny because then I, I, then I like Garth. Okay. So my, such a good name. What a name. Yeah. It sounds, he must have been cute. He was cute. Yeah. They were, (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, but he wasn't one of the super, super popular. He was, you know, anyway, he was great. Yeah. So I like Garth. And the weird thing about this party was it was apparently a surprise party for me because I was moving to Hawaii. And so I was wearing these really goofy looking bell bottoms where I had cut the slits on the sides and just sewed like this huge piece of material or fabric into the bell bottom part. So they just popped out all over and it had this big (laughs) thing of flowers popping all over. And I was wearing that when I was staying at my friend's Karen's house because my parents were gone. They were, they were off in Hawaii and I was being like, um, yeah, they, they left before I did to, to Hmm, like find a house. It was, the whole thing was so weird. So I was staying with um, this girl, Karen and her mom, who was super old, and um, <laughs> yeah, really old. And but Karen was kind of telling me, uh, "You can't wear those." We were going to go to the store or something, apparently. And Karen's like, "Well, you can't wear those bell bottoms." I'm like, "Why?" You know, you know, they're comfortable. And she's like, "No, no, I think you should just change." And and um, I'm like, "No, I'm fine." You know, we're just going to the store. So she's like, "You know." So I went to the party, of course, in my weirdo bell bottoms <laughs> to see Garth. So that was my first thing. I'm like, I looked at Karen. She's like, "I tried to tell you." I'm like, "God." <laughs> so, um, so that was my first, you know, first mistake. Really, I so darn many uncomfortable. Uh, I hate being in junior high. Just it should just skip. So anyway, that was the first one. And then they played spin the bottle. And I was terrified. I was like, Oh, crap. Um, Just because it's just so uncomfortable. And I think I I blacked out all my memories after that. And I'm serious. I don't even know. I think I might have kissed somebody. I don't think it was Garth. I think there was a closet involved. And um, I know. So I I just, all I know was I was really happy to just leave and go to Hawaii where I'd never <laughs> see these people again. <laughs> That's it's, true. Not, not so many every, people get that opportunity in middle yeah, school. Not, Most people yeah. have to keep on going back and facing Yeah, the no, people. and there was no Facebook or internet or anything. So, no, I never, I, I see Cheryl and we still will laugh about it. Cheryl is a rotten dear friend. <laughs> I, this is <laughs> Cheryl with an S. God. Yeah. Yeah, Cheryl, I, I, she... Uh, I don't know. You guys got these stories started. So one time, <laughs> oh God, it was awful. I, I was a really nice girl, but 
Cheryl was Cheryl got me into trouble. And so we were she came she came over to my house after school one day and there was a <clears throat> okay. So there was Garth who I liked. There was a guy in class named Bert and there was um Oh no, Bert Bert was um Bert was the weirdo in class who became a rodeo cool. clown and he he had a crush <laughs> on me. Just cool. don't laugh, Jen. This is a true story. You can't make this up. And and he's a nice guy, but you don't want to go Date you know, hang clown. out with Bert too much. So there was a Bert, a Gart, and a Bart. But see a Bart. Okay, <laughs> you so sure. No, you can't make these up. Bert, so, Garth, and Bart. Yeah, that was it. Okay. So I was there with Cheryl at home. So I get a phone call on because you didn't have cell phones. I get a phone call and um Cheryl couldn't hear it, but it was um, who was it? Bert, the rodeo clown, you know, so Bert, so Bert likes me. And I was just like all flustered because I hate this and I hate making people feel bad, but I didn't want to hang out with or whatever it is. I didn't want to be his girlfriend. So, and Cheryl was just loving this phone call. You know, she was just <laughs> dying laughing. And, and then I got all flustered because of her. And I go, I go, Bart, Garth, Bert. And she like, she like fell on the floor laughing. And I was like, you suck, Cheryl. And poor, poor Bert, the rodeo clown knew that, you know, somebody else was listening and that I didn't Aww. want him. And it was horrible. Aww. So I no, I'm still mad at Cheryl. That's She's sad. awful. Anyway, well, I don't even know what the question is. But I just feel sorry for anybody <laughs> in seventh and eighth grade. Because and the and and ninth grade and even tenth and eleventh and twelfth they're all horrible. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> done. Oh, and the girls at a party. I don't even know if they would have gone to a party like this. Um, yeah, I mean, except that this is a worse party because there's like magic and bad things that can happen. But if they went to a party where you played spin the bottle. It'd probably be really fine to tell me when it was over, but don't tell me so. before because I might not have even, I might have insisted to go with you or something uncomfortable <gasps> like that, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. That'd be terrible. I know. So don't tell me. But yeah, I'm actually, I, you girls were fine. I'm not that yeah, worried about it. I was you. boring. I never went any, to any parties that oh, they played just, in the bottle or anything. Oh, I'd say that all came from me, Jen. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. See, boring. I can't even, like, be you got boring, it so yeah. much out of your system, like, as a kid. I just didn't even have to do anything. So I better watch out for my kids. We'll see. Oh. They're going to get into some wild stuff, I guess. They are. And we're in yes. Texas, so there's probably a lot of rodeo clowns over here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, Another question that we had for you, Mom, was based on what you've seen so far, would you go to the Blue Heron Institute? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just, I have to say yes, I think so, because um, because of fear of missing out. I mean, that's it. I couldn't stand it if if other people were there, like if you guys were there and I had a chance to go and or my friends, if Cheryl went, it's like, okay, I just have to go. But um, but part of it is because of the food. I mean, hello. Aww. I would just hide from everybody in the halls and be in my room a lot and and not talk to people because they're going to use it against me. But I mm -hmm. would be waiting for the menu for the next night. I mean, who they have amazing food. Mm -hmm. So um so yeah that that's a big reason but i wouldn't like... trust anyone and oh I, one of my favorite things is that you get to draw diagrams of the room you want and even choose the photos so um yeah but to be honest i it would be too scary for me and i'd be freaked out all every time i went out of my room 
Yeah. <laughs> if you, I, I guess you could, whenever, whatever age you're imagining going to the Blue Heron Institute, um, whether now or whether when you were like in middle school, how would you design your room? Okay. Somebody asked me that later. Oh, well, I don't know. We can wait. We can wait till later. Yeah, let's wait. Because that. that was one of my questions. Because that's like my favorite question. Okay, let's wait. I didn't okay. actually realize that. So, my yeah, bad. that's a, right, Malia. Yeah, or I'll answer mm-hmm. later. Yeah, that was a good okay. one. Okay. All right. Um, in that case, we'll just get to the listener questions um, and just talk about everything as we go down. Um, Singachi asks, um, at this point, um, Lucy, Ronan, and Avery have started to become properly settled into their roles as magical investigators. What do you think of how that experience has changed them? Has this been a good or bad thing for them? Okay, so I'd, I'd have to say um, a good thing. I I think they've grown in confidence and in courage, and they seem to still be true to themselves. You know, so I think, and they have each other's backs, which is really important. So overall, I would say I like the way they're, you know, they've changed a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know why this question has popped into my head. It's a weird question. <laughs> no. But... Um, <laughs> When you think of inve- like investigators for crimes, one of the most co- like one of the most famous ones, and you're probably thinking Sherlock, but that's not who I'm going with. Um, is like Mystery Inc. for Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby Doo! So, I if you had to make up a team like Scooby Doo, um, who would you add to loan uh, to like the trio? Like, who do you think would like be a good pairing for? A mystery ink of the other verse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Wait, just like a, a sign who's Freddy, who's Velma, who's or just like add two more people to this whatever group. whatever way you want to go. And part I don't of the reason I'm talking about, but I thought of that I, is because you know, like Scooby is the dog, John is a dog. Um, so that could be he could be part of it potentially, but you don't even have to go that way. I, I'm not Snowdrop. going that way because I don't think I ever watched that. Um, so I don't know. <gasps> what you you're never talking watched Scooby Doo? No, I've read comic books, but no, I never watched it. I what? was too busy making you guys peanut butter <laughs> sandwiches and cleaning up your messes. You know that's from like the seventies, right? <gasps> like I watched so much. Well, Scooby-Doo. I mean, in the seventies, I didn't watch cartoons anymore. I was going to boy girl parties. You know, so <laughs> all I can say, no, so I don't know. I just, the first thing that pops into my head is if I had a murder invest- investigation team, I would want Jenny on that team because she's a CSI girl. You guys didn't mm. know this. She is into, she, she almost went into being a crime scene investigator nurse person, which was um, really that is amazing. True. And yeah, so she has like every crime book in still in her room here that she needs to clean out at some point. And um, (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot of interesting things in their in their childhood room. But yeah, so she was really into that stuff. And um, she's got a mind for that. That'd be good. I still think it's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, no, it is. But it's kind of creepy to make your life you know, like every day you come home at the dinner table and are like, oh, who got murdered today? And what was the crime scene? You know, and she's like, I really <laughs> yeah, can't nice. discuss it. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, because you do when you go home from your jobs, you kind of talk about stuff. I mean, I would talk about mm-hmm. maybe a little kid I'd 
taken care of or, and dad would always be talking about these cool surgeries, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and Malia would be just cringing. Like, can we please not talk (laughs) about this? And Jenny would be like loving it. Like, wow, that's so cool. How much blood was there, dad? You know? And so, so, you know, but I could see, you know, so now Malia gets to talk to her kids about who even knows what law people talk about. They're too serious. I don't know. Because we would tell lawyer also jokes a lot of at the rules table. around confidentiality and stuff. Oh, we had that too. We wouldn't tell names, but sometimes you talk yeah, about I mean, it, weird you're, things. You're broad. It's nothing like that could be identifying to anyone. Yeah, no, no. Sure, but like things happen. Yeah, so we yeah. were confident. We had confidentiality, but because st- it's Maui, mm-hmm. I mean, people, you might be going to school with, you know, their dad or whoever. You know, yeah, with, you have to be extra careful. Yeah, you have to be mm-hmm. careful. On island, but yeah, I mean, mean, Jenny, Jenny's got great stories, man. From I mean, she, I tell you, Texas, at least Texas is the the outlaw country. I don't even know (laughs) when she was working at Med Surge. I I, I can't uh, well, tell I trauma stories. It was a trauma unit. And yeah, so no we had kidding. A lot of gunshot victims and um, people and that we crazy were taking people. Care of and um, it yeah, was like really bad wrecks, gunshot wound victims and we have prisoners in the hospital. Prisoners I'm not even... who made a shank. I mean, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that just was a good go one. home, Jen. I'm going to talk to your supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> we actually would have a lot of, and I'm not even making this up, we would have a lot of like, because um, like when I worked in the emergency room and stuff, you know, it would say like on your um, nursing kind of sheet, like the patient, basically what they were there for. And we actually would have a lot of like man versus cow. <laughs> And like, or man versus horse, what? but like, like a lot, a lot of like man versus cow, and like people can get jacked up by some by some cows. I will cows tell you that. Big. I yeah, love cows. Really? You do oh love yeah. Cows. You Just cows without the horns on them. Both, but yeah. Oh yeah. No, you can get really badly like messed up by cows. I didn't they're know that. Mom. Well, they're, they're so they... sweet. Well, not always. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Man versus cow. That's a great one. We're, there's like a big railroad that's like goes right through Temple. So like sometimes it'd be train type of things and <gasps> stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, um, wow. Yeah. Get she loves this, you guys. <laughs> it's, I mean, Jenny used to come home from school and she was this cute little you know, like 22 year old, not even that 20 year old <laughs> that would bake brownies for the, um, what do you call that guy? The oh, guy, the, um, yeah, the autopsyist. The, oh, the pathologist. The pathologist. Pathologist, thanks. I wasn't that such old. Name? I was still in high school. I think oh, I was in high 17. School. Yeah. And 18. she would yeah. bake bacon brownies and he'd be like, hey, Jenny, come on over. We're doing a really interesting one today. Is there such a word as <laughs> autopsyist? Dr. Mnookin, right? Yeah. See, yeah. that's confidentiality. You can't say it. What? That's, that's, he wasn't her no. patient. He wasn't <laughs> okay. my patient. He was the doctor that I okay. went to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, but, he was yeah, really wonderful. He was and awesome. He passed away, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, yeah, he was really, he was really awesome. But, you, but Jenny, you were such a, I, I don't even know. I loved it, but you were kind of, you know, you had your own pathway that you went. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of went back, veered back towards normal a little bit, because uh, you know had to. Yeah, to find a job seemed a little, yeah, a little easier to find a job. Um, yeah, and make a living, so went back towards nursing. But you know, yeah, I do like all that stuff. It's interesting. Yeah, 
Okay, I forgot um, the question. Who even yeah, knows? Yeah, I was like, this is like way... <laughs> this is supposed to be about okay. Scooby-Doo. Here, let me Scooby-Doo. Out. <laughs> okay, that's my answer. I'll pick Jenny, because I don't know what to say. Okay, that's like way off. That's fine. That's like... Uh, okay. <laughs> However you want to interpret that, that's fine. Okay, Mom. Right. A bird wants to know uh-huh. if... Do you think you could get away with murder in a town that the girls were in charge of? Okay, I just have to default to I'm not clever enough to get away with murder and that I am a really bad liar. I'm such a bad liar. I mean, uh, it doesn't work for me. I really just need to tell the truth. So there. I mean, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, so probably not. (laughs) Uh, um, Sengachi asks again, um, where do you think Verona's relationship slash circumstances with her parents will be by the end of the story? Ugh, that's that's so hard to read, isn't it? I mean, I really thought her mom would come to her rescue a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it, and and she just says no. I I um I can't really see Verona going on living like this for. She's got years left, you know. Mm-hmm. She's got like four years or something. So. Um, I'm upset at her mom and I won't be surprised if she ends up running away or something or turning into Mm. a cat. I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she turns into a cat, who do you think she'll pick to live with? Oh, Lucy, probably. Because she's kind of her best friend. I mean, who wants a cat does not want to live at Avery's house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's That's all I can say. That is not a cat house. No. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't work. That's a very good point. Um, So kind of as a follow up to that, Snowdrop's tiny tiny fan asks, what do you think of Verona's mom now that we've met her in person? Okay, again, I'm just really disappointed in her and um, think that as a mom, she make, she needs to um, make more of an effort to be there for Verona. Um, I, I, don't, I don't understand why she's not. I just don't really get it. If she's just selfish, mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want that much interaction with the dad or Verona's fine or, you know, I don't, I don't really understand it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, is there more? You guys aren't going to tell me anything, but is there more to that story? Tell We're not going to tell you. <laughs> well, jeez. Okay, then. So, yeah, I'm mad at her. So, there. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, Richard McRae asks, um, what do you think Wildbo's family was like growing up? Okay. So, after reading this part, I have to say, um, I picture Wildbo as growing up with a whole bunch of brothers and sisters and making forts and having adventures around the neighborhood. You know, just... Um, I think his parents were probably caring and supportive. And um, I I just kind of went there because I imagine him, you know, just, you know, having adventures and um, he has such a great imagination, you know, so I think he was reading books and, and um, was encouraged to tell his stories to everybody at the dinner table or whatever. Do you think they wanted him to tell this kind of uh, his stories at the dinner table when they were uh, kind of spooky like this? Oh, yeah, that was probably his family. I mean, there might have been one sister like Malia who's like, oh, don't tell that. No, 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 you know. But, um, but you know, that just egged him on more, you know, because his parents were probably like, oh, no, what else? You've got such a good imagination. You could be a writer when you grow up. So, yeah. (laughs) So where do you think characters like Verona's parents? I mean, so Jasmine is wonderful, right? But... Avery's really? parents are not perfect. Wait, who's and Jasmine? 
Stop. Lucy's mom. Lucy's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's but, good. But Avery's Avery's parents are not perfect, and the way he writes Verona's parents is you feel it. You know, where do you think that comes from? Just oh, probably one of his best. Probably one of his best friends who was over at his house all the time building mm. forts. You always have some of those friends who want to hang out and think your parents are cool, you know, rather than um, just going over to their house. They'd rather hang out at your house. So mm-hmm. I think maybe that. Yeah. Okay. See that? So I do want to say, Mom, that I was hoping that I would get this question to part of the story where you were talking about how Wildbo must have gone through a bunch of traumatic stuff <laughs> to be able to come up with the stuff he um, came up with, partly because, just so you know, Richard McRae is Wildbo's brother. Uh, I can't. Am I supposed to know who that is? Wait, Wild Bo, Richard McRae, author or Richard McRae? He oh, asked the question. The, he just asked a question. <laughs> he asked a question about oh, what do you think oh, of Wild Bo? Oh, crap! <laughs> oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, that's not fair, Malia. You're horrible. <laughs> right, like, Dang you it! Part, oh, that is a good question from him. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Like what? <laughs> was like an author or something oh, gosh okay richard so you're probably like good thing i so, said so i want to know if richard's the the brother who was going no 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 not that story we don't want to hear it i bet he wasn't he was probably totally you know uh, you know building forts and throwing dirt clods at the kids in the other fort and all that stuff yeah he was mm. richard sounds very cool are these inside <laughs> indoor forts you're thinking of or outdoor no, forts? No, no, parents, no, parents like me or like I had, they kicked you outside. You you yeah. weren't allowed to, I mean, you know, you watch TV on Saturday mornings because that was so the parents could sleep in and that's when they had <laughs> cartoons. But now right after mom out. got up and you had your cereal, it was like, okay, go outside and you couldn't go back. <laughs> you, you couldn't go back. I mean, I remember maybe going back and having Kool-Aid or maybe some sandwiches, but no, you were, it, your life was outside. And we had a, we, we um, lived on the end of a dead end street. And so mm-hmm. right on the next door was, we called it a pony farm. I don't know why it was actually a walnut orchard and they mm-hmm. had Shetland ponies in there. And we, and some well, of the that's kids, why, what? Yeah, that's why. But I mean, it was the pony farm. So we would, we would, um, you know, get, get over the Bob Ryer fence and we would go play in the pony farm. But, but it was legit because some of the, um, they had three boys that their parents owned the pony farm. So, um, so why did you have to sneak in over the barbed wire fence? Well, we, didn't sneak, we, didn't, we didn't sneak, <laughs> but you had to climb over it or under or through it. And then we would be in there because it was acres and acres of, of Shetland ponies and walnut trees. And so we would oh. have trees and wow. lots of dirt clods. And so I was the only girl. So I was always, the, you know, the wife of the, it was cowboys and Indians and, you know, I think it was mostly cowboys and Indians. We didn't have cops and robbers and stuff, but you'd always be, you know, I'd always be um, hiding behind something and maybe throwing dirt clods at us and we'd be throwing it at them. And then you'd try to run to another fort. <laughs> it was pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah. And sometimes Man. you'd ride some ponies. Well, I mean, cool. I don't think most people have access to ponies, but um, <laughs> I thought those, nice. I thought that was the size of real horses until ah. I saw a bit a real horse, and it was like above my head. I'm like, holy cow! I'm not even getting on that thing, you know. So, Were the ponies um, pretty tame, or did you like just have to go run after ponies and try to just jump on or? 
Oh, no, they were pretty tame. And somebody would hold the head of the pony so you could get on. Okay. You know, or maybe give you a boost, you know, so you could get on. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. cool. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Good life. So I did yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of did. We played, we played, um, oh, what did we play? Mostly football and baseball in the street all the time because we were at the end of the road. So there weren't a lot of cars. We didn't break any windows, I don't think. And um, if any cars came all the way down, you know, they'd see kids playing in the street and you'd hear a car and you'd get out of there. But I was the girl, you know, and I was, I didn't know it, you know, because I was, um, you know, because I had to keep up with all the boys. So my brother would be, he was really into being the quarterback and doing the plays like on his hand, you know, like you, you go up this far and then you take a sharp right and then you're going to catch it. So I'm like, okay, go, you know? And so um, I was always the, 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 I don't know who, what you call that person, but who ran and caught the ball. And, um, yeah. And so we had it figured out. That was fun. Um, yeah. yeah so that's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. It was oh, a good cool. way to grow up. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Until seventh grade hit. And then weird parties, weird, awkward yeah, parties. Yeah, no, it was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um sorry i still think it's funny that we were like trying to build up to the suspension like and guess what the question you just answered was wild bro's brother and you're like you're like Richard, you're like who <laughs> who is that <laughs> like literally the person we just mentioned asked the question. <laughs> I thought it was a famous person i was like an actor or an author and i'm like i don't know who that is you know <laughs> You guys are rotten. <laughs> that, rotten how would kids. that be? be like, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's uh, it's funny. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm that's glad hilarious. you guys okay. like it. <laughs> um, if you could drop a uh, not drop, don't drop any Kenneteers. <laughs> if you could adopt a Kenneteer, which a bird asks this, by the way. Oh, like, okay. So, can I have Snowdrop? I really like Snowdrop, but I don't know if that's a Kenneteer. So if if it's not a kinteer, I would actually for sure adopt Verona because she mm. needs she needs a family who cares about her and who um who she can depend on, you know, mm-hmm. that she's going to come home every day and maybe they would ask her to mow the lawn sometime or do the dishes, but they're not going to be total jerk faces about it. And when they say they're mm-hmm. going to take her shopping or go for pizza, they would actually do it. You know, mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I would love to. She would have been her. into all those gross stories, too. Like all mm-hmm. the sur- surgery stories and everything. I would have been oh right, yeah, super outnumbered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you would. <laughs> I mean, you already kind of were. Yeah, yeah, you were. It was three yeah. against one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, Megafire is coming in again with their question, um, their favorite question of which yeah. of the Kenneteers do Jenny and I remind you of? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's still the best question. I I tried to change the answer, but I just am sticking with it. Jenny's like Lucy. She's really big on justice, stands up for others. She can get angry. Um, <laughs> Malia's more like Verona <laughs> with emotions, but she's always, this is just the thing. I don't know who this is, but Malia's always got to have something going on. I mean, she can't mm. just have a day where she's just hanging out mm. on the couch, watching TV. She doesn't do that. You know, Jenny does that, but totally Leah has that. got to yeah. have like somebody that she is meeting up with or planning something. So which, which of the Kenneteers is that you guys? Right. I would think at least that's, I would, I would say, say so. that's more Avery because she's on the move a lot. At least. So on wait, the move. Malia's on the I, move. 
Am I Verona if Verona had emotions, or am I like Verona in that I suppress all of my emotions all the time? <laughs> I mean, when you get upset <clears throat> at at least one of us, like you shut down. Yeah, because you, you suppress your emotions. Talk. You don't okay. talk. Even now, I've seen, you know, now Malia has not only a boyfriend, but a fiance who's in the back. I can see him. <laughs> who's the same her. person, we should clarify, because the way you said that made it sound like, <laughs> like she got a fiance too, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great one. So now, when something comes up, uh, I don't remember the last thing, but if something comes up, you know, like, oh, are the are the dresses going to be green or blue? I'm like, you know, Ben, ben really wants blue, but I really want green. I'm like, you know, Malia, this is one of those times when you might have to talk, you know, so, um, <laughs> you know, she's going to have to do it. She's got to step up. Uh, no, I don't I, like confrontation. Yeah. You got to do it, Malia. That's marriage equals confrontation. It's it. That's my definition of marriage for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tough love. Just Lower deal with it. Lower low expectations <laughs> and, con- and and marriage is confrontation. You can do it. I mean, yeah, you do kind of have to like bring stuff up because otherwise it will just like all build up in you until like you can't take it and then you'll be like screaming at him about like how like five years ago like he got to pick the bread that he likes like the brand and he got to do all this kind of crap and he's gonna be like what 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 <laughs> like i didn't know about any of these issues uh- <laughs> that's great jen wait while we're here Give Malia one more piece of marriage advice. She's she she needs a lot. Oh, actually, readers, she needs a lot. You readers, let's. I want the readers listeners? to give. Is this the? Is this? Oh the yeah, the listeners. Question? That's even better. Listeners, can you guys give Malia and Ben a piece of marriage <laughs> advice? I am serious. They can they can use all they can get. Although they're going to do great. I didn't mean that in a snarky way, but I just like that. Okay, so Jen, you're on. Um, I. I mean, let me think i mean i think there's a lot of there's a lot of like good advice you could probably get for marriage i guess if i had to pick one um try to go um try to come um like go into like confrontations or really just like anything with like from place of love um and it's really hard to do if you're pissed off and i have a hard time with that and Mattel has a hard time with that sometimes but just like try to like go in with like respect and keep that at the mm. forefront even if you're really really <clears throat> upset um and yeah just try to use respect and love when you're talking to that person even if you're really really freaking mad at them about something um i mean they all I, I feel like people will say a lot like you should never go to bed like um when you're still angry, angry. at each other yeah <laughs> um I am actually going to say sometimes that's the right thing to do. And the reason is like, if you need to know when it's not going anywhere, like if you're Mm. getting so heated or so mad about something, you need to know like, okay, this isn't being productive. We're just um, Mm. flinging, you know, sometimes you just need to step back until like you're both calm enough to like actually have a productive discussion. And sometimes that means waiting a day or even mm. a couple days. Um so don't make yourself keep on fighting or keep on going through the motions just because you're like, "Oh, we're not supposed to go to bed on this" cuz mm. I mean, I've, you know, like I used to try to do that with Vitalis and like 
some, you know, <laughs> like, um, we've had like, we've had a couple fights where like, um, you know, we were trying to get it finished before bed. It basically just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Cause we were both mad and kept going to the middle of the night. And then it went over into the next day anyway, and we <laughs> didn't get any sleep. So, <laughs> um, so that's what I would probably say. Oh, I think that's great advice. That's really yeah, smart. Really Real, you're pretty wise, Thanks. Jen. That's uh, good. I have my moments sometimes. Yeah, that's really good. And you the know. respect thing is so important. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. it's it seems really obvious now, but you know, it's it can be really, really hard <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're really ticked off about something. Um, to you know, it can be really, mm-hmm. really hard. Um, mm-hmm. and that's another reason, like, uh, it's so important to have like open communication and um to try to not work on bottling stuff up because i mean confrontation doesn't mean it has to be a fight or anything it just means you have to be like hey um you probably didn't realize this but i was upset about this thing that happened earlier and this is why um could we try to figure something out to make it so that that doesn't happen again or that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen as often but anyway yeah um, that's good that's what i would say cool um, it looks like Megafire also wanted to ask us, Malia, um, what personality traits, good and bad, did we get from our parents? Oh, that's what I asked, actually. Oh, that's what you asked? I mean, oh, okay. I, yeah, I just, I, I'm oh. sorry. I had a question for you guys. Yeah. So I want to know what personality <laughs> traits you got from your parents, good and bad. Um, I feel like I, it's like Jenny and I are pretty similar, but also I'm more like mom and she's more like dad in a lot of ways um, that I think of immediately. But then hmm. there are certain things like, Jenny and mom both really love puns. Like there's just certain oh, things yeah. that like they're the same. Um but like so all of my thoughts come into my brain are like mom, like mom also overcommits herself. Um Ugh. she gets upset when she doesn't have something to do on a day. Um she's very into yeah, like productivity and going going going. Um and she likes lists. She likes knowing what's going on and what needs to be done and usually if there's a yeah problem confronting it with a list makes her feel better (laughs) um oh yeah that's true (laughs) in terms of dad no jenny you talk and i'm thinking i want to think about dad and you got to think about negative it's kind of interesting or is that gonna say like a little bit of the opposite like i feel like i see more of um you with dad and more myself i mean i guess i'll say like we've kind of picked up opposite traits from like each (laughs) like i'm not as big with the lists and everything like um i can be organized but i i'm i don't know i'm not as big with the list i definitely don't have to be doing something all the time because i like to think like i know my limits in terms of like stress and if i have too much crap going on all the time i get really stressed out but um i think mom and i kind of we have a similar sense of humor um and Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i i would have start this by saying mom this is something that you've said about yourself all the time so i hope that you're not offended by it but uh, oftentimes like i uh i don't have that much of a filter (laughs) with what comes out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and neither does mom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, and, no, that's like, just I, truth. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and not not even for me. At least it's for me. It's not in terms of like, um, it, and not not for mom either. Like I know a lot of times when people say that, it's because they're like being a jerk and they're making somebody feel bad. Um, it's more embarrassing to ourselves <laughs> than anything. We kind of just like blurt out something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. It's, it's fine. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, we both love puns for sure. Um, dad and I like, uh, 
<laughs> um, yeah, we both like we both like medical stuff. We both like talking about all that kind of thing together. We both can enjoy just like sitting and doing nothing. Um, I feel like Malia and Dad um, can be a little bit more uh, quiet. Sometimes tend to like. Hmm. It, I feel like Dad is one to kind of bottle his emotions up a little bit more sometimes, um, and you can as well. Um, but and Malia and Dad are also like. I mean, you you are too, mom. But like, I feel like just your the way that you guys think about things, or like your intelligence, mm-hmm. is kind of similar um, in certain ways. I need to like for me to think um, and actually process things. I kind of have to think out loud, um, and oh, it's kind too. of annoying because a lot of people don't realize that, and so they'll like they'll like come across me while I'm saying things out loud, and they're. And while I'm still figuring things out and they'll be trying to correct me and different things, I'm like, I'm still like figuring it out in my head. And that's why I'm and I process. That's just how I process. And I think mom does the same kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. Dad is like one of the most fucking stubborn people. <laughs> um, and it comes from my grandma, my grandma Hamilton. She's the sweetest. She, like she was the sweetest lady, but like, she's the most stubborn person she's the most stubborn person it's incredible ever um i have a bit of that for sure i think you i think you might have passed it along to your little boy oh yeah my my (laughs) kid like i haven't seen lily yet because she's well she's not really able to be that stubborn yet but like yeah miko is uh grandma hamilton incarnate for stubbornness like holy crap it's ridiculous yeah although the thing about when I think of grandma, it was very, it wasn't angry, stubborn. It was no, just like a sweet, wall. But like, it was yeah. just was like, sweet. no, like, yeah, no, like, it's not going to happen. Not happening. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, she it was wasn't, just, yeah, she it was like trying to, to convince a wall to do something. Like, it was just like, there was absolutely no point. Yeah. There's, <laughs> it's like, there's t- no it's like point. telling you are never you know, going to gravity to stop working. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. You can get mad at it. It's just not going to yeah. work. So. That's great. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think I, dad, um, yeah, because I was going to say, like, I'm the person in the family who gets out of arguments by not talking, and that works with dad really well, because dad just, like, talks and talks and talks and talks, and then <laughs> is done, and I say, okay, or nothing, or whatever, and I leave, whereas, like, the, like, back and forth with someone, like, they'll just keep going forever, but Jenny mom hate that when I don't, like, say things, um, well, yes. And I, I mean, I can tell you why if you don't understand why. No, I get it. It's just my brain doesn't work. Um, and with dad, especially, I would rather it be over. Um, That's fair. Yeah, we're both like, um, see, I was going to say like, we both really like reading, but mom also really likes reading. That's just sort of a thing uh-huh. with everyone in our family. Yeah, we all like reading. Yeah. 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 You guys used to get mad because. Um, yeah, you'd be, be walking reading. down the stairs. To yeah. The car yeah and I'm like, can impressive. you just, you know, can you close your book for two seconds until you get to the car? It, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dinner now time. I have my books on my together. smartphone. So it does. It's, 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 it's the same thing that I'm doing, yeah. but it just looks like I'm ingrained in social media, but it's really just reading books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Um, Let's see. All right. Um, next, uh, Sleeping Beluga asks, at the party, we see Verona discuss her ideas about a relationship for the future, mainly being one that seems distinct from most romantic conventions. What advice would you have for Verona trying to pursue 
um, a relationship like this in high school? Do you think it's viable? What about an aromantic future in general? Um, I, I just can't see it going well. I mean, there's her reputation. Can you imagine in high school? I don't, I think she's talking about like sleeping around, but you don't have actual a relationship or feelings or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that in high school. She's going to get, I mean, you know, um, and, and anyway, it's, what about her feelings? And what about the boys feelings? And mm-hmm. just what about the, I mean, really, here's the mother in me. What about the type of person you want to be? Do you really want to be um, a person like that where the physical part doesn't mean anything? You just, you know, um, I, I I think you can, you know, I think she should aim for something more than that. I, that, yeah. And um, hmm. aromantic, they see, that's a, I'm an old lady. So that means like, <laughs> what? Like, like, you're just tell me, what does that mean? So I think the idea is that like um she just doesn't develop romantic feelings for people like maybe she like likes you know having sex or whatever but she doesn't feel the like romantic feelings like she could find someone like to be a really good friend um or you know like love people in like lots of different ways but not specifically the romantic one is Okay, so I yeah, all. and I can't it helps. I I can't relate to it very well. And if the if that person is a good friend and they are both telling the truth to you know, open with each other mm-hmm. telling the truth, as long as she isn't hurting somebody's feelings. But I think you have to be careful if she's jumping around from person to person. I mean, mm-hmm. not only that you're gonna get some disease, but it just isn't, you know, you I just think you should strive for something a little bit higher than that, you know. Um and it's not that it's not that um I'm not gonna talk about myself, but it's not <laughs> Okay, I already did that enough. But but it's not that I have this huge judgment against people um who do that a little bit, but I just think when that does happen, um it's probably not your greatest self. You know, you probably Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my answer. I don't I, know. I do want to say that I'm not sure that Verona is necessarily thinking that she won't be like monogamous. Um that oh, if okay. she like starts hooking up with someone then she would like have to be free to date or whatever with anyone else <laughs> all the time. Um so maybe like sh- yeah, like you were saying like one person and she's like honest with them about the situation where she's like I don't really have romantic feelings for you but whatever. Okay, so that's, you know, that I can understand and that can be okay, but it's going to be like those movies you've seen, you know, where they both agree, okay, we're just going to have sex to have sex, you know, because you're cute and I just want it, you know, and it always ends up in a big mess and feelings get hurt and then they both fall in love in the end. So, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So what do you, oh, well, follow up. What do you think is going to happen with Jeremy and Verona? okay what i really think is going to happen is that well there's two ways it could go they could do what you say where they just end up having this um physical relationship and saying okay it's not really going anywhere and he won't really believe that because he's not going to really believe it he's going to believe he's going to be like she's going to actually feel like I feel after a while and she's not and then he's going to get his feelings hurt and it's going to be very sad that's what I think will happen wait what was the other option you said to oh that okay the other option is that Jeremy will wise up and say okay that's fine and then he'll find another girl that that really 
you know, has a crush on him and they'll both fall in love and Verona will have to just, you know, find somebody else or not. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Why do you think, why do you think that one's less likely? It's not as dramatic or. I actually, did I say it's less likely? It's probably more likely. I think Jeremy will just, um, yeah, I don't think he's in love with her. I think he just, he, you know, he's kissed her once or twice or something, but, and he, he's, he's a neighbor, right? So he's liked her for a long time, but I think maybe he will wise up and be, um, and follow whatever is right for him, which is probably, I think he probably would like a girlfriend and Verona's okay. not girlfriend material, I would say. Okay. Cause she doesn't want that. Yeah. Sure. Cool. All right. Thanks. Um, Sleeping Beluga also asks, in these chapters, Avery starts becoming more open about her identity and shares it with other people. They say, good for her. Um, However, she is hesitant to share it with her father and grumble. What do you think of the reactions we've seen? What do you think the reactions of other parties will be? And how do you think the reactions of magical parties will compare with innocence? Is there anyone you think will or has reacted in the best way? Um, okay, so I think that was very brave of her. And that was good for her to do. You know, um, I, I think if I remember right, that people have reacted pretty well, um, that also she has to expect some difficult responses, because it's, um, you know, for some people, they're not gonna be as, um, as open and as generous and all that kind of stuff. And I just think, you know, she should expect some of that, you know, it's, I think if you're, um, if you're, gay that it's um it's a little bit harder road <laughs> to take in my opinion even though it's evolved tremendously in the last 10 years even i still think that um it's something that you're probably going to have a you know that part of it is going to be a little bit more difficult for a mm-hmm. while you know and um i think as far as her dad um yeah, of course, it's an that's an awkward conversation. It's and it's really, really important. And I can see why she just wanted to invo- avoid it for a little bit. But, um, but as a mom, I would think, you know, he he cares about her deeply, he's going to come around and be like, um, and, and accept it and want the best for her and stuff. But it's still he's going to have questions and, and concerns. And he's and I think I think it's important for Avery with her dad and with Grumble to, to give them a little bit of um, space and give them a little bit of room to be um, jerky and awkward because just give them, you know, it, you know, it's not all about you. It's also, they, they've lived certain lives that, um, I mean, like me, I'm looking at myself and I'm six, what am I? 64. I've, I mean, I've grown up in a, um, in a house where my dad was a minister and this, all this stuff was supposed to be, you know, a sin and all these kind of things, because that's what my parents were good people and stuff, but that's what they thought and they were taught. And so I was Mm -hmm. taught this. And so it's, it's like, it's uncomfortable for me having to not, not right now, but when I was like, processing all these changes in society for a little bit, I had to really back up and think, well, you know, why, why would this be so wrong? And why, you know, um, and, and I had to look at, look at it in different ways. And it took me a while to, cause it's hard to change your beliefs and, and your, um, yeah, 
that's all. But I mean, for for Avery, I would say just give them a little bit of space. Grumble is going to be even harder because he's an old man. He's going to mm-hmm. be like um, have his own beliefs and and um, what are they called um, biases, you know, against mm-hmm. stuff. But I absolutely, um, he loves you, you know. So just give him, um, just be a little bit easy on him, and he will come around because both both of them love you. That's my thing. So they want what's best for you. Um, the magical parties. I have no idea what that's even talking about. <laughs> Can you guys help me with that part um, of the question? What What does that part mean? Like, how do you think people um, or like pra- practitioners, like, do you think that they're going to react differently, I guess, to her coming out? Um, my, my first answer would be no, I don't think it's going to be a problem. But again, everybody is has different upbringing and background and different biases, different things they've been exposed to, that makes them feel differently about that. And so um, she might, you know, I think she should expect um, a little bit of that. And, and um, just, you know, just be able to not ha- try not to have a chip on your shoulder about it, but try to just stand back a bit and look at it and be like, oh, that's interesting. They're having a problem with this. I'll just, you know, and and then just not let it define you. Just um, hope that they that that those other people can um, learn to really appreciate other um there's other things about Avery. She's not just a lesbian. She's also super athletic and and kind and probably smart and fun and and she's got a crazy family. I mean, there's so many other things. And she's really courageous and and daring the way she did that um, Forest Ribbon Trail. There's she's got so much more to her, you know. So just mm-hmm. let people get to know you. All right, awesome. Cool. Thanks, mom. Um, Megafire wants to know. Now that you've been introduced to some of the main staff members at the Blue Heron Institute, which of them would you most want to have over for dinner? Okay, so I, it'd be almost easier to say who I wouldn't want to have for dinner because <laughs> I'm scared of all those pract- of the, all the instructors and stuff. I have to say probably <laughs> Nina. Nina's, Nina has got a story to tell. And um, I just, I can't get over the, par- the way that she was a piece of paper and turned to th- 3D and then she became Nina. I think that's so cool. So I want to, I would like to hear her whole story and stuff. Hmm. Who don't you want to have for dinner? Alexander and probably <laughs> never after hearing this after hearing this I never want to have um what's his face Mr. Sunshine he's not too sunshiny you never know what kind of box he's going to put in and throw you out the door so and, yeah and I don't know what a doll maker is yet so I don't know if I want to become some kind of doll that people are sticking pins in you know so no I don't want either <laughs> any of those people coming to dinner not ready all right so what about the two big ones you haven't mentioned are Bristow and Durocher or Durocher? Durocher. What about them? Okay, uh, Bristow. Yeah, I like that guy. I feel sorry for him. I, I, I'm on his side, and I don't even know what his side is, but I'm on his side. And what's the other? What's Dor? What's Durocher? Or it's the, yeah. the the lady who works with the big monsters. God, I thought she was the doll maker. That's Graubart. It's another uh, big monsters. So no, what big monsters? Tell me again. Just in general, um, like uh, just really big primeval monsters. Which really we saw so her far. do she this te- like intense scream. Um, not this arc, but like last arc at the end. Do you kind of remember that? No. With okay, it's fine. Why she scream? 
<sighs> to summon something to fight the hungry choir. Or oh my god! No, maybe maybe after I've maybe a few dinner parties from now, but not my first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be- I don't think they've had a class with her yet, so I don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, a zizzard did it. <laughs> I. I I like that name. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. A zizzard did it. Um, asks, regarding the 4.1 BHI information packet extra material, which classes would you sign up for? Okay. So I look back at that. And um, actually, I honestly, this book, it kind of, um, it's it's scary to me. Okay. So most of them, I wouldn't even, I'd be scared to go to the classes. <laughs> You know, they're just <laughs> creepy, but, but I have to, I p- picked a few, I would like familiars, the, um, the other as life companion. I, I think that's really cool. And um, mm. I would, I think that's important when you're thinking about who you'd want to select. So I, I like that one. Um, Hollows and vessels, um, just because it says something about spirits and containers. And I just, I don't even <laughs> have any idea what that is, except I dream of genie or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm thinking of. And I'm thinking that is so cool because you can bottle them up there and never let them out if you have to, or else you could let them out when, I don't know if you can get them back in, but, um, but I, I that's what I'm thinking of is I dream of genie. So I like that. And the Warrens, well, to, what? To cut oh. in really fast. Do you remember Matthew? Do you remember yeah. his whole thing? Uh, yes, sort of maybe. Th- that he's a host for the doom of his wife. Uh, yeah. So who's in the who's in the container? The wife. H- he's well. the container. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! This is really something. I don't know if I want to be a container. I want to have a little jug, a milk jug that I screw the That's lid fair. on. I don't want to be a container. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I want to. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, I tell you, there's a lot that I skipped over because my brain was not big enough for this. Okay, last thing is the Warrens. Although that sounds ominous, it sounds like I shouldn't even delve into this class. But I like field trips, you know. So I thought, oh, this could be really fun because we get to go on field trips. So that's why I to the goblins. Oh yeah, I love those goblins. (laughs) Goblins. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Who's the girl who's the goblin killer or something? um, Starts with a J. Millie. Legendre. No. Legendre. No. Legendre. Who's the girl that is um that has a girlfriend that is? Oh, Jessica. Jessica. Yeah, isn't she? I don't think Jessica's the goblin exterminator. Oh, you don't? Mm -mm, Okay. No. Okay, so I'll catch up later. Okay. Never mind. That's it. So, Malia, did you pick out because this question was open to both of us as well? I feel like there's so many classes, there's so it's many, hard to choose. Yeah, um, like I think I definitely want some foundations mm-hmm. classes, like and a history class. Um, and then, oh, and then I don't know. Um, I think I'm kind of interested in contracts, also not. Nah, it's um, a big shocker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, fairy are really interesting, but also I don't really want to fuck around with that. So, um, but it seems useful to like know if you're ever going to make deals with others or practitioners or anyone. Like, what should you be worried about? Um, I, w- mm-hmm. I want you to take that class, Malia, because I don't want to take it, but I could ask you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, um, I think uh, the, the the class on the site sounds neat. Um, 
And then I'm also kind of interested in like the worship class for like divine others um, mm-hmm. and the astrology class um, for big rituals. But I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to decide. Um, I def- Yeah, I definitely would do fundamental stuff. Um, I think I'd be interested in a lot of the magical tools like uh, enchantment um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. I would definitely take the fey class. I'd, I'd be super interested in that crazy um, no yeah i'm nuts i mean i know it's it's probably i mean i, I just think it's real interesting Ugh. um i would try to do this visceral practice they have a self-defense class i, feel I was like gonna that's say probably, yeah i would also do that that's a great idea yeah um sight is interesting um i think whatever emergent r- rituals um mm-hmm. and probably like I feel like artificial realms like Texomancy would be pretty cool. And then, yeah, I'd be interested in like the worship and um, like the, yeah, some of that type of thing as well. Yeah. But it'd be hard to, it's hard to pick. There's so many cool yeah. things. Oh, also the ambient spirits class, because it's just like the spirits that are all around that like mm. decide when you're screwed um, and all when stuff around. works out. That'd be pretty important. sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, Sleeping Beluga asks the best question of the, month or whatever i guess according to mom um the magic rooms are nice and designable as long as you give unambiguous instructions apparently what would you make your magic room look like and what do you think the teenage you would make it like to fit you and some magic friends at school okay now this is such a fun question i could talk about this for at length but i'll just tell you some of the things that came into my mind um i'd like a pretty light blue room with clouds painted on the walls And then for my picture, I'd like it to change every 20 seconds and be photos of good memories and of my grandchildren. (laughs) Um, The alarm clock song that is going to go out would give me a hint of what kind of day it's going to be. It would just get you ready for it. Wow. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be cool. Because I've always kind of thought, you know, that when you're watching um, TV, they always have the music change. You know, if it's going to just be happy go lucky or some some bad guys waiting around the corner, the music changes. And I don't Mm. know if I want that in the whole life, but the alarm clock, it'd be kind of useful, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I thought I'd like an ice cream station where the flavor changes every day and sprinkles and with no calories. So that would be fun. A little fun thing. And have a window with a mountain view. Um, Nobody can see in, but I can see the campus and spy on everybody. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> kind of a creeper. I, I like some that. augury so, in your future, mom. Oh yeah, those so, are some Alexander vibes. <laughs> no, I want to know where that man is. I want to know where he's going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I can go the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. So that's the ice cream it. station. That's great. <laughs> um, did you think about this, Malia? Because I didn't realize I didn't look at this any of these questions. I didn't realize. I thought I about it a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, I was thinking more in terms of like, I kind I'm torn on this because I kind of like those lofted beds with like the desk and stuff underneath. They feel mm. kind of like fun, but also like climbing up into bed is annoying. Um, <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't want that, but I would want like, I would want a wall to be like a bookshelf wall, um, maybe with like a fireplace in it. Mm. And um, yeah, like a nice rug um, and a mini fridge or something that could, would be nice um to, supplied with like good snacks um 
sometimes like chocolate and stuff, but sometimes like fruit. One of my big problems with food is that like I feel like it goes bad too quickly. So some sort of like magical mini fridge that <laughs> didn't let like if the grapes went bad, they would just go away or whatever. <laughs> um, God, the alarm clock thing is so cool, mom. <laughs> yeah. You know what cool. else would be useful is having a dumb waiter. So that you don't have fridge, you don't need a refrigerator. You just ask, oh, I'd like some strawberries, you know, and it just comes from the, um, whatever that amazing cafeteria is. Yeah. Well, I mm. think that how it works um, is you write on a piece of paper what you'd like and you stick it outside your door and like breakfast or whatever will come. Oh. Um, but who wants to interact with the brownies? Not me. <laughs> yeah. I think I would want a room where, like, it had like swirly rainbow walls because that'd be pretty. Um, and I would want one of the walls to like be able to be like a TV or like something so we could watch movies and be like across mm. from the bed. Um, and I want, I think I do want a loft bed, but like I want to make it so like. I could push a button and bring it down to my height so I could just get in bed and then like could bring it all the way back up. But I still want there to be like some, like a ladder, some, a way to get down because I think it'd be cool to have like either like a little, like a little reading nook thing underneath it. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, and have a desk in there. And, uh, yeah, I like the zero, uh, calorie, um, but still as delicious, uh, dessert place I'm, I'm not gonna say just ice cream though i would just be like straight up dessert station where it's like a surprise dessert that changes and is delicious yeah. hey, that's cool i like your tv idea what about pictures you guys i think pictures would be pretty sweet um i'm trying to think what i'd want yeah i probably just like i mean, probably family I'm trying to think decide if i want picture frames or if i want just the and maybe i just have like where the TV is, be like a giant picture of a uh, family of friends that changes like every hour or whatever. And then otherwise just becomes a TV. But I want to, I'd have to be able to like tone down the walls and tone down everything for sleep. So, so. Mm. Yeah. I, I also realized I want a co-sleeper for my cat because I like when she <laughs> sleeps with me, but I don't mm. like when she like sleeps like in a way that is inconvenient. <laughs> so mm. I want a little bassinet thing for my cat. And I also think I'd like one of those like catwalks around part of the room so she can like walk along the walls. Oh, and, that's um, cool. She she needs a little like by like by the window and somewhere where there's sun. She needs a nice little like spot. Yeah. That's oh, that's cool. nice. Um, and like magical litter box and whatever. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Is that Shin Seven or Shin V? What do you Either think? Is fine. I think Shin Seven. <laughs> Shin Seven. All right. Asks question for Cheryl. How do you think the Kenneteers will fare as students in the BHI? Is their lack of a formal magical education going to hold them back compared to their classmates? Or are they going to be top students due to their abundance of teachers back in Kennet? Um, I think they'll be really good students, um, mainly because of how clever, courageous and curious they are. And um, except I'm a little worried about Verona. She's not being cautious enough. And I keep thinking of that picture with the cat in the in the dog's mouth. I think that's a bad sign. <laughs> but uh, um, and then question for us, um, Leah: um, How would you fare as students at the BHI, assuming that you have the same knowledge about the practice that you have right now? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, one thing is like, I wouldn't have a power source, I don't think. So doing a lot of the stuff would be really challenging. And like, mm-hmm. um, I learn well by, you know, I mean, a lot of the things are practicing and stuff, and I wouldn't really be able to do that. Um, so that would be really difficult. Um, like, I also don't feel like I have, I feel like my view of the practice and understanding is still kind of basic. Um, like, I don't have, I haven't read the textbooks and stuff, really. And so I'm not sure. I just feel like there's so much to get tripped up with in the practice. Like, the right notation in the right part of the right diagram and the right blah, 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 blah. Like, I mean, maybe with, you know, the ha- like having the BHI would make me a much better practitioner, but I'm not sure that I would, like, excel. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, if I was a practitioner, that's already everything in life's gone wrong. Um, (laughs) But uh, I feel like the really tricky part, yeah, it would be like, yeah, I don't have a power source besides like myself, which isn't great. Uh, Which I mean, who knows? I guess I could rob a blood bank, but I don't know if that'd quite work the same. Uh, (laughs) Probably not. But um, I feel like the really tricky part would be trying to navigate around all the rest of the students from like practitioner families um, mm-hmm. who all have different motives and who might be trying to manipulate um, me to do crap or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm just assuming they're probably, I don't know. Um, so that would be tricky, but in terms of learning, um, I mean, it seems really cool. So I would mm-hmm. try to soak up a bunch of stuff, but it'd be tricky. Um, last listener question is from waterfall who asks, Mom, what do you think of other practitioners now that we've met more of them? The trio is referred to several times as wild practitioners. Um, what makes them different from other practitioners that we've seen? Um, my understanding is that they've been trained in the old ways, and um, they also haven't had that much um, of the benefits of a lot of experience like some of these others have. And mm-hmm. as far as the other track practitioners, I don't trust any of them. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're supposed to. I want to like Nicolette for some reason. I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping she's going to be a good one. And um, don't trust Zed at all because he's a blabbermouth. He'll tell everybody <laughs> everything you tell him. So, yeah. Yeah. He believes in freedom of information, mom. <laughs> he does. Be careful. <laughs> well, what about that part at the end where he was telling Lucy about Ray and maybe why he's a little neurotic and giving nice advice? Like, it seems like he's like, no, that was he really helpful. Yeah. It does seem like it, but it does, it almost, I don't, this book makes me not trust anybody. It's like right when you think, oh, maybe he's a good guy, then you're like, no, the red <laughs> flags go up, you know, like, don't buy it, you know? So, um, but no, that, I mean, right there, that definitely seemed like um, good advice. You know who else I I don't especially like is Bree. Hmm. I don't know why. I should. They didn't even talk about her that much. See, I want to ask you guys, and you guys won't tell me anything. We won't tell you anything. Yeah, what's with that? We're the opposite Steel of Zed. Traps. <laughs> yeah, you're the opposite of him. Come on. okay but okay i'm just telling you zed yeah zed might be harmless but just a blabbermouth and kind of friendly but his girlfriend mm -mm. interesting yeah i don't know where i get that from but yeah um so now it's time for mom's three things her three main takeaways from this section of the story 
Which, funny enough, it looks like she added four things. I did. I didn't <laughs> stop because I, ha- I thought of the last one and I couldn't. I had to put it down. So number one, Verona needs a new family. Absolutely. And I just, and I want to mm. adopt her. That's it. Mm. I do. Um, the second thing was it was very cool how the paper in the air turned into Nina. I just thought that was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Three, the hunting scene with the cat in the dog's mouth is, you know, is that an omen of trouble for Verona? Because I kind of think so. And um, and then the fourth mm-hmm. thing I had to add, because I had to, was the food. Oh, my goodness. The food. Seriously. So this is school. And they're, they got <laughs> two choices. You can even either have like this braised duck breast that's crispy on the outside with a sauce and a paired with a nice red wine. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to go to school there. I'm just going to hide in my room with the little family pictures <laughs> and the ice cream bar and um, and have room service sent up to me every day. Yep. Food sounds good. Yeah, it I, sounds good. It's definitely unique, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, now I thought I'm, of... Uh, oh. oh, sorry. Now I'm interested in those kitchen people. Mm. Yeah. Any, that sounds... Any what do you think about, about the brownies? Kitchen? Yeah. Like, what do you think about the kitchen people? I think they're brownies. awesome. But I think... Th- but there's some little signs where you're not supposed to... What was that thing? It was the weirdest thing. You're, you're not supposed to acknowledge them. I mean, what does that even mean? I don't understand. So, um, mm. yeah. I, so, it's almost... I looked at that like three times, almost like it's a misprint because it didn't explain anything. So, um, I hope what they're nice little friendly people. Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll get like 20 trays of duck outside your door or something. If you're if you're like, hey, that last night's was really good. Or you'll get a live duck and um, they'll take you to the kitchen and they'll make you pluck all the ducks for the next dinner or something. It's it's a trap, I'm sure. But still, I, I think you need to, you know, just tell them how it's wonderful. And, you know, you hope they have that dinner every Saturday night or something. But it says you're not supposed to, so I don't know. You're not supposed to, so not supposed to. Yeah, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll get a rot. That it does make sense. It doesn't, but mm. none of this book I was, makes do you sense. Think, do you think someone's gonna end up acknowledging the brownies, or do you think that's not gonna be that big of a deal? Oh no, they'll the they will do it. Yeah, somebody's gonna, probably Verona. Oh my god, what's <laughs> gonna happen? That's the Verona in the dog's mouth. Don't do it, Verona. Because Verona's going to, it's, it's, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be, she'll pass one of those people in the hall or the kitchen door will be open. She'll go, by the way, my roommate, she really hated the, I love the, um, the garlic pizza, but my roommate hated it. And then she'll be snatched in the door and never seen from again. And they'll chop Mm, her up and there'll be a Verona pizza next Saturday night. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, come uh, on, Leah. That is not the worst thing in this book. Well, it's pretty bad. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen. Don't say it, Verona. You watch. It's going to be her. It's going to be a Verona pizza. Yeah. He said because she's going to um, co- comment on it. Yeah. Mm. So I wanted to ask. Um, we haven't asked this in a while, but do you have a favorite canateer out of the three girls? Do you have a favorite? Oh, and who is it? Okay. Uh, it's not Verona. Verona's blowing <laughs> it right now. It's either the other two. Probably 
probably Lucy, because give me a break. She's she's done everything absolutely right. She and she took Mr. Sunshine. I love that name for him, Mr. Sunshine's <laughs> class. And and he picks on her to death, and she's able to kind of hold her tongue, hold her tongue. And then he makes a box around her and she's outside the door. No, he's horrible. So um I I don't know if that makes her really a favorite, but I'm I'm a hundred percent on her side right now. And just like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't say anything, Verona. Just don't get, don't let him see how mad you are. Just hang in there. Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So right now I'm with her. Cool. All right. So now we get to talk about your rec, your book recommendation, which I can't believe you picked this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, you sure can. Okay. This is, this is um, because I haven't read any books lately that, um, that I can recommend. So I have to go back to my old classic or one of them. And that's, um, you got, and I'm serious. This is for the listeners out there. You can't just read books like this. You need to jump out of the box. And sometimes poetry is a thing. I'm serious. Poetry is a wonderful Mm -hmm. thing. And, and, um, one of the, the, I gave you an easy one, just an easy, you can get these poems. There's nothing. It's, it's not like, um, some poems where they have these deep meanings and you're never going to get them. Just um, the poetry of Robert Frost. It's nice and rhymy. It has nice meanings. And, um, and if you, if you memorize it, I guarantee you, you will impress someone. Just be ready, be ready to just blurt out that poem and um, to someone you want to impress. And, and it will, it works every time, right? You guys. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so mom used to make us memorize robert frost poetry in the car on the way to school as like incense or like before we could listen to music the radio yeah um and so i still remember one of them really well and um mom would always say that like you're gonna be on a date and you're gonna like you know look into the other person's eyes and you're gonna like say this poem and they're like gonna like fall in love with you and ask you to marry them or whatever and that didn't happen but um <laughs> i did once I was asked, well, the whole class, we it, we were asked for, like, extra credit um, <laughs> as, like, an end of the semester or whatever, like, thing. T- like, if anyone could recite any poetry or, like, <gasps> anything from, like, memory oh or whatever. God. And so, apparently, two of us knew this poem, although I knew it better than he did, but it's fine. So, we, like, recited it together <laughs> at the same time. And it I'm was so weird. I'm so proud, and Malia. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to give us the first stanza? Yeah. Uh, so, it's walking. At the same time. Yeah. Or, yeah. What's the the name of it? Is walking in woods on a snowy evening? Walking, I believe. Is it? It was. Is it? I until thought it was walking that. through the woods on a snowy evening. Yeah. Okay. By Rabbit Frost. <laughs> Whose woods, woods these, these are, are? I think I, think I, know. I know. His, His house, house is, is in, in the village, village though. though. He will, he will not, not see me stopping here, here to watch his woods fill up, up with, with snow. Yay! <laughs> it's hard to say things, and at it gets better. My little horse. Let's <laughs> think it queer. To stop without a farmhouse near. Woods and frozen lake. The darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. <laughs> the woods are lonely. Lovely. lovely. Lovely, dark, and deep. But I have promises to keep. And miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. Uh, 
See, I'm, and then, I'm so radio. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we get to listen to the Beatles white album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, but do you guys remember what our secret word was? You know, if you're in trouble and you're kidnapped. Yeah, but we can't tell everybody on oh, that because it's oh, still our still secret thing. Oh, crap. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. You can't tell. <laughs> You're right. Because if you guys ever hear me, if I ever say it to you or text it, you know. Yeah. We okay. can't tell in case we ever get right. anyone try you're to right, kidnap us. Because they might kidnap Yeah, you're listening right. to this podcast because I might need to call you and say the secret thing and oh, they'll okay. know. So. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Um, well, <laughs> that's pretty much the end of our episode. We do want to talk about, um, real quick, our mom um, makes greeting cards. And every for every episode we put out, um, we give one away um, to a listener. And so to enter the giveaway, um, give us a comment on the Reddit post for this episode um, or tweet us at Pale Comparison with the hashtag our mom critiques wild bow. Um, we always enter the names in a random drawing and send one to the winner. Um, I think we still have to pick out our most recent one to be honest. I think we do. So come on, um, you guys, so we're, <laughs> but we're going to do that and then, uh, try to get some cards sent out to you guys. Okay. Woo. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to support Wildbow, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. And if you want to support me, check out my blog at www.createwithcheryl.me. You can also check out Pale in Comparison, a podcast where Malia uses her knowledge of pale to guess what happens in Pact, one of Wildbow's other web serials. And I try to not give anything away. In addition, check out all the other great shows in the Doof Network and support us at patreon.com slash doofmedia. You can follow us on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Also, be on the lookout for that Reddit post in r slash parahumans where you can share your thoughts on this episode and enter the giveaway. Um, also, quick plug for our Patreon um, Jenny and I teamed up with Ruben and Elliot of the Pale Reflections podcast to um, host a little um, episode on Pate, Wildbo's latest um, story in the Otherverse universe. It's a one little chapter. It's very endearing. Um, and that'll be released for all of our patrons. We're going to, at some point, release a tiny trailer onto our feed. Um, but yeah, so perks of being a patron of Doof Media is cool content. Um, mm-hmm. And you should go read Pate because it's lovely. It's great. <laughs> it's really great. Um, it's a good story. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening and have a great day and week and month and year and life. <laughs> Jeez, I can't In case it. it takes us that long to release an episode again. <laughs> 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 uh, sad okay but bye bye, bye. bye.